Welcome to the Mental Mom Show. I'm Megan Farr, a therapist and mother of two by day, and a coffee-drinking ADHD maniac basic white girl. But most importantly, I'm the Mental Mom host by night. And I'm Casey Harper, the producer slash art director slash boyfriend and moral support slash whatever Megan needs. Casey, how excited am I right now? You're pretty excited. I'm so super jazzed. Welcome, everybody. Uh, my cousin Veronica's here. Hey, Veronica. Hello. Veronica's in Florida. Um, Flow rider. In, in our family, we call her Naka. That's sort of always been her nickname. It's Veronica without the Vera part. Oh, I thought Get it was it? like Banaka. No. Like, oh, did you really think that? Or you no, just no. So you know, for, where that came from, my little sisters couldn't say Veronica. So, so they, they called you Naka. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, Veronica's been a listener since the beginning, and there were times when I was overwhelmed and just sort of like, what am I doing with this podcast? And do I sound like a raging lunatic? And then Veronica and I would talk about the podcast in life. And you were so supportive. And you're my little baby cousin. But I still like so appreciate all your support. And you just turned... 29. 29. I've got 11 years on you. Happy belated. Happy belated birthday. You're not 39. I'm 38. I'll be 39 in October. Yeah. Okay. So about. Oh my God! Stop it! I'm surprised you survived my cheerleading camps. They were pretty intense. I was like the Carolies, Carolies. Oh, the gymnasts. Yeah, which is such a bad joke now. Yeah. Have you seen that documentary? Too soon. soon, Sorry. (laughs) No, really, I am surprised that you survived your cheerleading camp. They were intense. I was intense. Trained me for life. I mean, you know about big cinnamon rolls and little cinnamon rolls. Remember? Little. Yeah, we it was it was pretty intense. Do you the know about hell that? Are those? Like when you do a high V in cheerleading, uh-huh. there's the big cinnamon roll is the part of your fist that's larger, and then so you do some moves like this. I know nobody can see us. Someday we'll have a YouTube channel and record okay. this, like sure. this. And then like if you have like this kind of move, then it's little cinnamon rolls, the small side of your fist. You didn't know about that? No, I'm oh. sorry. I'll have to do a cheerleading. Too. Veronica, sometime when we get together, we should do like. A YouTube cheerleading video. Oh, definitely. Don't you think? Most definitely. So thank you so much for being on the show. Tell everyone where you are. What part of Florida are you in? Thank you for having me, first of all. I'm so excited. <laughs> really excited. Um, I live in Orlando, Florida. You live in no, Orlando. I do not have the coronavirus. What is happening down there? You guys... I do not know. I have to say, though, all of the Florida memes, they are, in fact, true. Yeah. <laughs> I've been off. I've been off social media for a while, just for my own mental health. So, what are these memes? Like, are they? What are they? uh... There's a lot. There's a lot. All I know is Florida's a little cray cray right now. Florida gives no shits about what's going on. Zero acts. They're like, the sun's out. It's summer. We're getting our tan on. We're partying. We're at the beach. We don't care if our COVID cases are just skyrocketing. Unfortunate. And what's wild to me is like people are still vacationing there. 
Like, mm. I have friends, like, I see them post on, like, oh, Instagram yeah. and Facebook, and, like, what are you guys going to Florida? Like, of all the places, like, I don't know. It's, it's just me. You know, it's, it's unfortunate because right now some of the cheapest times to come, and a lot of people can't afford to come other than that. That makes sense. So huh? I don't, I personally do not feel as though anyone should be What's it like, be, like actually living there right now through like this time where like you guys are making the news and? Well, a lot of jobs are still work from home. I'm working from home. I'm so grateful for that. Um, most of the corporate offices are work from home. Disney reopened, Universal reopened, and a lot of my friends are going. Um, so I see on social media this happening, and it just kind of concerns me, but. Um, you know, I, I have noticed that a lot of the theme parks aren't as crowded as before. A lot of the people posting on social media, like the streets are kind of bare in Disney and in Epcot. So that makes me happy. But like in the grocery stores, people are wearing their masks. Like you're required now to wear masks. So I don't see a lot of people not wearing them. It's just so, so many people are out. I think that's the issue. Yeah. Whereas before yeah. when we were all kind of locked down, like there weren't many people inside <clears throat> the grocery stores, but now everyone is out. So even if you are wearing a mask, a lot of people are, like, adhering to that six feet distance. There's kind of a thing with mask wearers, which we are now mask wearers. We have been for a while now. Um, Well, in Indiana, it's, like, mandatory. Now it is. But we've been wearing masks Well, Monday, technically. Technically, yeah. yeah. But what I'm noticing is the people, especially in the last, like, month, like, the people who are wearing masks, like, they have this, like, don't give a fuck attitude, and they, like, get up in your face, and, like, they have their carts, and... They're not staying away from. They're not doing, and it's like the mask makes them totally invincible. Like the mask helps, but you still need to stay six feet away. Right, right. You can't do one without the other. Right, right. Or my other fave, my big fave is when people are wearing masks and then touching their face and touching them behind their mask. And then and then you're just I watched a guy yesterday just itch his nose yeah. in the middle of the grocery store. So those types of things I don't I don't think people are being conscious enough about of. that. Yeah. I always like the ones where they have it just under their nose. Under the nose. And it's like covering their mouth. Well, they say I, they say actually your membranes inside your nose are some of the most susceptible to getting viruses i guess that's like the highest rate of how you transmit viruses or get viruses. it's through the nostrils yes yeah so it's always so funny to see people without it covering their nose so like at the very least just cover your nose right <laughs> oh it's hilarious it's hilarious so yeah we have to wear masks now no more covid talk okay covid talk is over you can go Tired. to any news network Nobody wants to any hear about website and, re- and talk about that but you can't talk about what we're going to talk about today with just anyone invincible bears invincible bears no i don't know okay that was just, just taking random. a guess no veronica we want to hear about your life um first before we do the feelings check-in tell us i want everyone to know a little bit about you what do you do there you successful boss lady you you boss bitch i love you <laughs> well uh, if it wasn't for that cheerleading camp i wouldn't be wearing it today. please tell oh, please tell everyone how my cheerleading camp impacted your life wow it was wait time out wait time out let me tell casey about cheerleading camp it was veronica one or two of her sisters and me that's it that was cheerleading camp. oh you know i didn't have cheerleading camp but my cousins like 
who you've met, yes. all of them, I yeah. think, by now. Um, so, um, Veronica, on my mom's side of the family, uh, who's the side I hung out with the most growing up, um, my brother and I, and I had one other cousin who were boys, and the rest were all girls. There's like, what, like 10 of them? And so there's like a bunch of a bunch of females. I attribute Casey's amazingness as a boyfriend to growing up with all these so, women. Uh, <laughs> to being immersed in estrogen. Oh, totally. Yeah. So tell, tell Veronica uh, about the dancing. Immersed in estrogen. <laughs> That's going to be a t-shirt. Let's put that, yeah, I was yeah. going to say that. So uh, my, uh, my cousin Sam, Mary, and Addie when we all used to hang out growing up, they were all older than me. And I had to go through like dance camp, if we're going to call it a camp. (laughs) So we would have choreographed dances to, you know, the latest boy bands, hip hop, like, like TLC. Oh, don't go chasing waterfalls. Um, Just stick to the, okay. I have a little bit experience with a hardcore camp. Were you backup dancers or were you in the front or? No, like we were all in a line. Like In a line? Like, I, I had no, nor did I really try to have an input on what we did. You just did what I you were told. I was just, did what I told, was I, what yes, I was told. Stand here and do this. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, we, then, and then on top of it, because we'd go upstairs and practice do all this and then we'd come downstairs and like do it for our parents. Yes, there's and the I was performance. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Five, six, seven, and eight. Shoulder, shoulders. Shoulder. <laughs> yes. And then yeah, yeah. You have so to. If it's if the Spice Girls up. would have been popular back then, I'm sure we would have had some sort of dance. Did you guys do any outfits or any like? Um, like... I did not have an outfit, but I mean, I was made to play dress up and practice makeup on. Yeah. And things. Well, you have really so, good cheekbones, babe. Whatever. Canvas. They're really yeah, good canvas. Yeah. So now your mustache might get in the way. But I back feel, then, I bet you're. Yeah. Well, they yeah. did a great job. I love your female cousins for putting you through that because you totally understand this girl world you live in now with myself and the two yes. other females the that live here. <laughs> yeah. The two hellions. The, gl- the glitter oh hellions. Gosh, wait. The fact that you just called them hellions. Meg's brothers used to call me and my sisters the hellions. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Did they? Mike and Matt and Pete called you yes, Hellions? Yes, yes. Oh. Shout out to Mike and Matt if you're listening. Mike and Matt <laughs> called you Hellions. Hellions. Yes, Mike's been on the show. I still haven't had Matt on. I think we'll put that on the to-do list for sure. Um, so, Veronica, tell everybody a little bit about what you do um, for your job. I mean, obviously, we know now why you're so good at what you do. It's because of Cheer Camp with Meg. But go ahead. We interrupted you. Um, so I actually have been a recruiter for about four years now. I used to do healthcare recruiting for like nurses, and now I do recruiting for IT and like creative people, so designers, oh. web developers. It is so cool. We love um, creative people. Yeah, <laughs> I. My I boyfriend's a creative person. To creative people all day is awesome because they are in fact creative. What do you yeah. love about them? Are they different than the healthcare people? They are. They are most. Know, a lot of these designers are so they, they really put time into like finding a job based on the company's values and the project itself will be meaningful to a lot of people so it's just great talking to people that are passionate 
versus unfortunately sometimes some software engineers they don't have like the best interpersonal skills all the time really no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um like i'm really talking to people in their mom's basement you know, right they're in the, with cheetos stuff. and the doritos oh god that's yeah. so mean i don't yeah, i didn't so mean it's that it's great to talk to designers and they're different it sounds like they're yeah. they're yeah. not just like well what's the 401k package or what's you know it's, what's the pay like that's not the first question the first question is what's the company tell me a little bit about the values it's that's it's really cool. great. because they're not in in it for the money, man. Right, because it's yeah. art. It's art. Do you remember last episode I said, well, I don't know if we're, if we're really considered a real podcast because it's not like we're making any money off of it. And you're like, it's called Art Babe or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Do you? I'm glad you remember it. So, Veronica, um, a little bird told me, which I think Those was you. Damn birds. That you have three job tips. And you want to just chat a little bit about what it's been like with so many people laid off right now and working from home and like, and you do this for a living and put people in jobs. Um, tell us, tell us some tips or what's going on with all that in your world. So first of all, market's looking good. Okay. A lot of job, a lot of companies are hiring right now. And even though, it, you know, there are a lot of people in situations like single moms, especially or single dads that can't afford to get another job. They'd rather, not work on unemployment during yeah. this time. Yeah. So I'm seeing a lot of that, but unless you're in that situation, I highly recommend everyone getting a job. Like and looking for one? To at least stay employed. Yeah. Um, I think that's the best. But in, just in general for tips um, for anyone unemployed or looking for jobs, I think one of the top ones is anyone you're applying, like actually go on LinkedIn and connect with people that work at that company Bef- in the same department that you want to work in. Before you even interview? Yeah. Okay. That way, that way, it kind of shows an extra step. Most candidates don't take that step to actually look at people in the company and connect with them and maybe see if you have something in common with them. That was going to be my other tip. Like, find anything in common with anyone that you'd be working with prior to even applying. So then Um, you can chat about it in an interview or like... Yeah, exactly. Okay. But no, just in general, I think everyone should just stay positive. Mm. There's a lot of jobs out there. No. this might not be super professional, but that's okay because we're not on this podcast. What? What do you talk, like, do you ever talk to your candidates or people about, like, hey, go through your social media and get rid of all the naughty pictures? Or, like, do you ever talk to people or advise people on that? So, I used to. Nowadays, it's not as important. However, usually with lower paying jobs is where I focus on it more. Most of the roles that I recruit on, most of them are professionals. So they don't um, even do it. Like, they don't even have pictures exactly, like that. Exactly. But I used to recruit lower paying roles and usually with that comes more inappropriate pictures just because they're younger. A lot of the people I was recruiting were just out of high school. So they're um, still learning. Job, so I'd have to actually look them up on Facebook to make sure there's <laughs> I have seen so much. I saw a girl with a blunt in her hand. I saw another girl with a uh, she was in a, her picture, and I don't. It looked like she was like messing up a car, like um, ruining it. It was very odd. So anyway, I tell me a lot on media, so I have had to tell me. Have you ever had any awkward conversations with people about like, hey, um, I was on your social media, and I would advise you to maybe take down this photo. No, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Because no one's LinkedIn picture should have them and their children. Never 
should it include your you and your cat unless you're a veterinarian right um, i just think most of the time people are applying for jobs i i straight up had to tell a guy i i really love your wedding picture <laughs> on your LinkedIn. it's beautiful but i would highly recommend just putting on a quick sport jacket and have someone take a picture of you in front of a blank wall um yeah just do a blazer and like a nice blank background and anything but the picture that you posted would be, would be great <laughs> because are people are some people not getting it that like linkedin is just for like career and work and professional and like facebook is where you or instagram is where you put more like personal stuff yeah so exactly. so you do a lot of like educating probably too in your role. Well, maybe not as much now because you're working with professionals, but but still LinkedIn photos though, not so much social media for the people I work with. But LinkedIn photos still no a wedding. A lot of these designers, their photo will be, I mean, with all due respect, weird. Like, just what is that? <laughs> it's like half their face. You know yes. those photos where it's yeah. just like half my eye. <laughs> exactly. It's very abstract. <laughs> I really try to stay as respectful as possible to their craft, but at the same time, just thinking, you know, if you're coming from a good place, they're really open to it. Yeah, I'm just happy. I'm really trying to get make sure that your interview. Can you just change your picture temporarily? Right. Um, it's your it's your expertise. I feel yeah. like you have a thought on this. Casey. No, um, LinkedIn. That's a whole different animal for sure. Um, I have a LinkedIn profile. But, with your cat? Yeah, with the cat I'm allergic <laughs> to. No. Um, but you're not applying for jobs right now. I am not. No. Um, exactly. That's but, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's a whole other thing. Like, I also don't get on there very often to begin with because it kind of terrifies me, too. Because like, it's so, like, CEO professional kind of? Well, that, not really. But um, when I updated my job on there, like, you know, I'm managing the, the store. store and all that. Yeah. Like, all of these people in the CBD world started, like, hitting me up. And I was like, ugh. You're like, I don't want to and talk to I'm these like, people. I don't know how this really goes. I don't know who you are. So, like, Stop the first, first like, month I was, like, hitting these people back. And I was like, oh, thanks for reaching out. Yeah, send me some samples. It's called networking. And you were then, networking. But then they're like, so, do you like our product and this and that? And I'm not in charge of purchasing. So, I was just like, yeah, I got them. Thanks. Thanks. Delete. Bye. Bye. So. <laughs> you bring up actually a good point. Us, like recruiters, I've had to really change the way I recruit. I now, versus relying on a LinkedIn message, because most people are like you, their LinkedIn inboxes are bombarded. I now, I stalk candidates to try to find their numbers. You're a professional so stalker. I call them because most people don't call. Yeah. Um, I can kind of reference, because that's funny that you say that. Um, most most people are like that. Like it gets so overwhelming. There's so many messages, so I get them by call. So okay. what do you do? You like look at their profile, then maybe find like a work number. Or how do, do people post their numbers, or like, can you get them? A lot of people do post their numbers publicly, um, but then there are a lot of free public sites. Um, She's a freaking stalker. You're a I private mean, investigator. I'm a stalker. Anyone needs anyone stalked? I'm your girl. I can find anything. Um, but there are a lot of like just public sites and. A lot of people's numbers are public anyway. Um, if you search someone's number on, you know, some other yeah, sites. like a phone book, right? Like a phone yeah. book, yeah. So yeah. how those are those used to exist? Are they still around? Those big books, guys, for your like young millennials. Phone book. Um, there are these big books. There used to be a thing called a land. Stayed on the floor next to the front door. You may have not. Noticed. Right, yeah. you probably stepped over it numerous times. <laughs> there were these things called landlines. Landlines. 
um, the phone never moved. The 10-year-old asked me a couple of months ago, she, we were watching something. I can't remember what it was. Something older. And somebody said Rolodex. And she's like, Mom, what's a Rolodex? Damn. Do you know what it is, Veronica? Yeah, isn't it that wheel thing with yeah. the business card in there? With, yeah, like it's alphabetized. Yeah. Yeah. And it has numbers and names and I don't think I've ever seen one in person. Yeah, because you're just you're precious. You're like eleven years younger than me. Do you remember him, Casey? Yeah, I've, and I've actually seen one. I used to have one. I've, when I I've touched it and spun and it around. And spun it around. Yeah. My first job out of college was a newspaper reporter and I had a Rolodex for all my contacts. Ooh. Yeah. It Look we didn't you. have like everybody in our cell phones. High class with your Rolodex. Oh, you jealous? Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway. So Veronica, thank you so much for sharing that and yeah, I think it's good to give people hope that a lot of us are still making it. There are still jobs out there. Um yeah. And it sounds like good speech. Don't take don't take a picture of yourself with your cat uh, for LinkedIn. That's what I got out Just of it. Just don't own a cat. There, problem jobs. solved. Look, what'd you say? With an asterisk, if you're looking for jobs. Yeah, why else would anyone be on LinkedIn? I don't really get it. Yeah, because that's where you meet professional women and men. Oh, it's a dating it's site. A dating Low key site. dating site. LinkedIn. That is also true. See. That is also very true. That is it. LinkedIn is a dating site. It's mind boggling how many messages I get for that reason. And I just kind of think to myself, what are you doing? I'm so glad I'm not a woman. People are hitting you up on on the LinkedIn for dates. Hey, what you doing later, girl? They don't even know what it is. Is it like, (laughs) hey, girl? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, girl. With like. Random, like, oil driller from Texas. And you're in Florida and a recruiter, and you're like, what hey, are you seeing here that's... Um, he just wants you know, to drill for some oil. Veronica, you are beautiful, and you have... Veronica has, like, the most amazing hair. And your sisters do, too, but yours is, like, so amazing. It's so long. It's beautiful. It's, like, you don't even have to do anything to it. We'll have to post a picture of it. <laughs> no, I will, because you're beautiful, and your hair is beautiful. You know why? I appreciate it, but the only reason... I wish I had your hair. All what? All the color and just beautiful. Yes. All my I, fake color? Am I gray? I my hair once after a really bad breakup. And then a week later I went back and had a, I had stripes of blonde in my dark brown hair. I totally I missed that face. I went back and I said, take it all out. I don't know how she did it, but she ended up getting it out. So I think, honestly, that's the only thing I attribute it to. Well, how and long I ago was that? drink a lot of collagen. That's really it. Oh, you're into See, the collagen. My mom and my, my cousin are into that. Yes. Well, I swear by collagen. Collagen? Help my skin. Okay. And it is very true. My, I noticed, a no, I had a noticeable difference in my skin and my hair within like a week. Collagen. No do you, I was consistent with the two scoops every single time I had What do coffee. you put it in? In your coffee? I, I'm telling you, it is tasteless. Okay. And I'm very susceptible to tasting type of protein things, and it's absolutely tasteless. It's so delicious. what brand do you recommend? Vital Proteins. Not sponsored. <laughs> Vital Proteins. <laughs> Someday we might be sponsored. Vital well, Proteins. Well, it- Increase hair growth. Yeah, look at Casey's been looking in the um, Zoom camera here. Yeah, checking out his thinning hair on top. It's it's shiny. Do you think it might help with that? Could Casey grow some of that? Or that? Maybe. Maybe. 
My hair's growing like a weed, so I can donate some. I'll give it a shot. We're going to make you a wig out of Veronica's hair because she has so much of it. Otherwise, they're going to have to start. What's that process where they, like, take it from your butt, your butt hair, and then they plug it on the top of your Is it your butt hair? Yeah, isn't that what they do? Is that a thing? I mean, that's what I heard. Okay, we're going to do some research and do a follow-up on that next episode. Next podcast. It's like, I got ass hair, you know. You're oh my gosh, <laughs> like the plugins. Yeah, they got to get it from somewhere. Well, I always right? wondered where they got that from. Why not the butt? Okay, Veronica, thank you. We're gonna get on the collagen train. You're like the third person who's told us about it, and I have this thing. I heard it from somebody. Like, if I hear about a book from th- the same book from three people, if I hear about well collagen from three people, if I hear about anything from three people, it must be do true. It. It's a sign. Okay. All right. Let's move on, guys, to one of my favorite parts of this show. This is the worst part of the show. It's called the feelings check-in. Yep. Yes. Casey, would you like to start? And remember, you cannot use words like... Yeah, I will go first. Okay, fine, good. Veronica was going to knock it out of the park. Everybody else does, so... You know yours is going to suck. And then that way I won't have to follow it and look like a total fool. Yeah, you go first. How am I feeling? How are you feeling, Casey? This is group therapy check-in time. Tell us about your feelings. I feel... I don't know why it's so hard. It is so hard every time for you. Um, okay. I, I'm feeling accomplished. Okay, I like How's that. that? Does that Does that fit into your... It absolutely does. Com- accomplished? You used a similar feeling word to this a few episodes back, I think. Because oh. somebody over here is doing... Uh, he's... <laughs> Get, getting some I'm stuff done. I'm working on things. I'm getting things done. You're getting some stuff done. Yeah. I went outside today and played basketball, Heck so that yeah, was like a thing. Heck yeah, you did. Yeah. And I cleaned the stove. He did. So. <clears throat> Boom. Yes. And so I came home today and, okay, so not only, I had to work like, I don't know, 10 hours yesterday. Casey gets home early and we had groceries delivered and by the time I get home, yesterday evening around seven i think it was house was clean groceries were all organized and put away i know veronica you know because you listen to our show he can like tetris the stuff in the fridge and put it in so perfectly it's so hot i gotta tell you so hot okay and then today i come home from shopping with my mom um where am i going with this okay so i get home from that Uh and somebody named casey harper has the oven completely cleaned out did you do the self-clean method where it cleans itself? No, I didn't do the full inside. Okay. I I stopped there because that was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I cleaned, I took the burners off and the little pan, you know, they sit in and soak those and scrubbed them. And then the top of the oven, you know, props up. So I cleaned underneath there. Do you know what I just, oh my out. God, though. Do you know what I just realized? What? This morning I was like, Casey, you know what you could work on? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, this is what he does. I said, hey, you could work on getting me some samples of what kind of website copy you like for your profile because Casey's doing his own photography business and we're working on his website. And so I'm like, hey, well, get me. I'll write it for you because I'm like a writer. I can write some some pretty good copy. Okay. And you don't like writing about yourself. So I volunteered to do it. And I said, oh, well, and he hates writing about himself or talking about himself or selling himself. Um, So... That's it. This is what you do. I asked you to do that so I could write your copy. And you know mm. what? You clean the oven. Just like when you, sometimes when you say you're going to work out and then you like you do something else productive. 
to avoid it, like okay. cutting up fruits and vegetables and food prep, which is like an amazing thing, but you're avoiding like the thing you don't want to do. No, see that I knew you were going to say that. And the, how'd you know while I was cleaning the oven before just, I even started it? I was like, yeah, this is what Meg's going to say. How did you, I just, it just came to my head right now while we're talking to Veronica. Cause that's where I'm at. I'm always You're like, like three two, hours ahead of me. Two steps. <laughs> uh, how did you know I was going to say that? I didn't know I was going to say that till just now. Because this is what next, wow. like tomorrow. Yeah. And I know you're going to be like, well, that's, you're putting things off again. Mm-hmm. But I figured it could take, I could spend like an hour or two tomorrow and put that together and then that would be it and then have the rest of my day. I did laundry today. I know, babe. And I cleaned the thing. I know, and you washed our bedding. Yeah, so, I mean, are you really losing? No, not at all. I love it. There you go. Love it, love it, love it. Hey, Veronica, since you're, you just turned 29 or 30. 29. 29. So, had it, like, you're 29. Okay. Do you, now that you're a little bit older, what do you look for? If, do you love, like, in a partner, someone who can organize and, like, do the mature things like that? Like, are you into that? No. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> what? I really enjoy organizing. You like doing it? it. pleasure, yes. Fridge Tetris, I don't buy enough food to even have to play Fridge Tetris. Oh, that's cool. But if I did, I feel like it would be really enjoyable to do. Okay. I really love organizing cleaning. Just last weekend, I just cleaned out all of my cosmetics. Nice. For no reason, just because... I mean, I like what, I, I like what, that here and there. Were you avoiding something? I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was avoiding doing a lot of other things. <laughs> so you do it too. What were you avoiding? <laughs> working taxes i don't know paying bills whatever all the boring things so veronica how are you feeling your first ever mental mom check-in how are you feeling no pressure no pressure um i'm feeling grateful Ooh, you knew it was gonna be good everybody's is always yeah. better yeah i went That's the problem. I don't prepare. He doesn't prepare. Grateful and calm. I don't Ooh. My mind is calm. It's been this whole pandemic and having to stay home. It's I I feel for those like that have been affected, but truly, I freaking love being at home. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of people do. A lot of people I really do. I love like the lack of pressure to have to like go out and do things, and I'm very much of a homebody, so it's been awesome. Good. I'm just grateful that I can do that. I know a lot of people that can't. So grateful that your job allows you to stay home. Grateful you have a job. Grateful. And I don't have kids. I mean, I'm grateful, honestly, that I don't have kids that are. I mean, I can't imagine your girls like. I thank goodness for that camp, but I just can't imagine having to shuffle kids around right now to try to entertain them. I yeah. I imagine. Well, actually, that's like a perfect, perfect segue. Wait, no, we were going to do Starbucks next. Yeah, let's wait. I'm going to talk about my girls in entertainment in just a minute. So one of the things I love about Veronica and Casey, you guys have just hit it off from the beginning. Um, you really have. And it might be because, are you closer in age to Veronica than me? Uh, or are you right in the middle of both 30. of us? Uh, I'm 33. I'm going to be 34 this year. 
So I think her Six. her distance is. I think I'm equal. I'm five years. I'll so be you five are, years so, older than her, and you're five years older than me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're right in between Veronica and I. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. what the math. That's why he relates both of us. I guess yeah, so. That's which what the I math love. says. That's what the math says. I love that you both used to work at well, my favorite place, Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, go work there. It won't be your favorite place. Uh, Veronica used to be a barista. You used to be a barista. What What do you want to know about? Starbucks? I just want to hear you guys talk about Starbucks working there, and like annoying customers, drinks. Veronica, at one point, I know you said that you would go like a couple years ago. You'd go back there part time if. Yeah. There was like five different things you would require if you went back, and your the manager was like, "No, sorry, we can't do that." So, like, yeah. just tell me some stories. <laughs> yes, I'm weird. I want to hear Starbucks stories. You can go first, Veronica. <laughs> She's probably like rest. I, I, I love Starbucks. Me too. I love it. Do you? I just love it. Do you go every day? Every day. Yes, every day. Me too. Almost. In the morning, I don't have a coffee maker. However, I. Wanting a Breville espresso maker because I'm at the point where I want to start making my own. What's espresso. it called? The Breville line of espresso makers. Breville. Yes, it's. I don't know where it's from, but it's like one of the top of the line espresso machines. Oh, girl! I'm definitely wanting one. Um, Is so that once what's... I get those, I won't. I don't think I'll go to Starbucks as much anymore. But I love Starbucks. I have to say, my top memory. Casey, I don't know if you worked there when they had frappy hour. Oh, yeah. What? What's frappy hour? That's it's, awful. Um, about five hours of hell. Like, it's <laughs> the worst thing that you can do. Like, just whether it be if you hate, I don't know, um, putting needles in your eyeballs. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's awful. I Kate. the best off on those days. Oh, my God. For that reason. It's a, all it is. It's four hours or five hours. Okay. But half off frappuccinos. And who loves frappuccinos the most? Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was wrong. That was the wrong answer. I'm sorry for everyone who. Bitchy teenagers. Yeah. Oh, bitchy teenagers. The worst, I think. They were like, bad. Like Visco girls. I. Okay. I, not, not those girls. Most of these were like girls walking in with mommy and daddy's credit card with a secret menu frappuccino that has 18 ingredients on uh, it. And you have to make it for Wait, did you just say secret menu? How do you not know about that? What are you talking about? Secret menu? I'm taking notes. What is that? I thought you like Starbucks. I do, but I don't know about a secret menu. So, it's, who could you have never told it's me It's bullshit. This? Okay, what is it? Yes, it is. And it never even has coffee in it most of the time. It's just yeah, a bunch it's of sugar straight sugar. Together. Well, where did this word? It's like online. Starbucks doesn't sponsor it, or maybe I don't know if they do now. They might have just Bought accepted it. it, but before well, they. You know why they accepted it? Because they're six dollar drinks. Yeah. Tell me more. So, I'm not. I'm not going to get one, but I need to know all things Starbucks. So go. Secret menu. Continue. So like. They would have a frappuccino that would be like a vanilla bean frappuccino. Then they want me to add dragon fruit and strawberries and chocolate. Like they would add. Is it? Is this like a black market online that's like selling these ideas to teenagers? Yes. And would they? Do they say like, um, I want a secret menu drink? Or where did that term come from? 
Someone came out with, I don't know how it all started. Okay. So it was when I was working there is when the secret menu came out and someone posted it online. It was like this website for the secret menu. Yeah. And then Starbucks sent the secret menu drinks that were not created by Starbucks. They were created by other people. They sent the stores a binder of secret menu drinks. No. Think about the hell. There's a line. Mind you, first of all, there's so many people there because it's half off. So there's a line at the door. And then I have 14 year olds flipping through a binder of drinks. No. No. And then it turned into because I was done. Everyone was done. Casey, I can imagine how done. Yeah, where I worked, we never even had a binder. They, just had to do they it would the they spot. would walk in and then they'd be like, um, I want this and this unicorn blah 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 thing <laughs> and I'm like I don't even know what the hell that is and then like I'm looking at their whatever if they had it written down or on their phone yeah. and I'm like six pumps of what the f- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't need this yeah so then it actually turned into I don't maybe down the line because I worked there for a little bit. It actually ended up being just like that. If you want us to make a secret menu frappuccino, you have to come in with the ingredients already. We're yeah. not going to be giving you a binder. Wow. It was, it was nuts. And then just the time to make the frappuccino alone is like, it's 30 seconds, I think, versus it's a minute for one of these secret menu frappuccinos versus a standard, like, what, 20, 30 seconds? Yeah. Standard. Yeah. Wow. It, just took them, it was hell. That ruined my Starbucks life. I I, uh, I had blocked that out because I normally my most of my shifts I worked were opening, uh, so I was done by the afternoon rush, you know. But didn't you have to be but, there at like four in the morning? Yeah, which I loved opening. Oh yeah, opening was awesome, except if you wanted to go out the night before. I mean, just Starbucks. There was a uh, maybe a couple times I came into work drunk, but you know I got my stuff done. I'm um, sure you did, babe. So. But there were a few days where I, I had that, that that day shift where I was like, this is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah. So many Karens everywhere. The, There's a different type of person that comes in in the morning versus the afternoon. Are they yeah. intense, like type A people? In the morning, early, early, the best. Yeah, they're best. nice. I would say from like oh. opening until 8, you have like the easiest. They just want to get in and out. They're usually your regulars. Black. It's awesome. Do they do a lot of like, like... It's 9 a.m. on a weekday. That <laughs> is hell. Yeah. But nowhere near a crappy hour. Hell. I no. Deal with it. You're so right. You're well, so like, right. 9 to 11 are the yoga moms, the people dropping their kids off. To That's school, usually when I go. Yeah. But, but I'm... It's, I like... It's fine. It's just really busy. But it's the afternoon people. I just... I can't... I don't even go into Starbucks in the afternoon as a customer. Because, because of how much I hate the type of person. Yeah. <laughs> what's the okay? So I what's the afternoon person like? Are we Starbucks profiling? Know. They're right just. <laughs> they're. I. I feel like the the early birds. They are disciplined. They're happy. They they like have their life figured they out. They know what they want. And they come in and coffee. they're like, "Hey, how's it going? You know, just typical day. Now I got to go do this." But the afternoon person is like the person that doesn't have their shit together, <laughs> and they're they're like, the other all... person is, "How are you?" And they say, "Grande latte." Yeah, I'm I'm in a hurry. And, okay. Uh, social <laughs> skills and how you care about being nice to me does not mean anything to me. Like they don't want to chat or like. Answer. It's probably how you would be after if you didn't have like your, you know, two cups of coffee in the morning. 
Like, are they kind of grouchy or brain dead zombie-ish? No, they're just assholes. Like, they're not, oh. they're not even, like, brain dead. <laughs> okay. They're just assholes. Okay. I think Casey and I are very similar in the way that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I really enjoy the whole making a coffee and chatting with someone at the bar. I do. I love Making a coffee, like, that is a skill, and it's an art form, and when you, like, nail the foam and, you, like... nail the cappuccino foam yeah. and make it feel like air. Yeah, you're like, Because uh, that, and the best... Yeah, the best, you know when you made it right is when a person picks it up and they're like, uh, where's my coffee? And it's like, no, bitch, I made it right. You've been drinking it wrong. Can you put more milk in this? Yeah. yeah I can charge you for a latte if that's what you Yeah. Think. Because a cappuccino is just a it's double like shot espresso with air, foam, like right? foam. Yeah, it's like air. Did you know yeah, that like I knew half, that? It would be double shot espresso, half milk, half foam. So, like, the cup feels like Because only this, this, there's only like... Yeah. Half of, okay. That's a tough one to make. Yeah. And you told me one of your favorite things, Casey, was when um, a chick would want like a skinny vanilla latte and you would make it not skinny. And then she'd be like, oh my no, God, this is so good. She would, no, I only did that. <laughs> okay, hold on. I didn't. I wasn't like a v- vigilante, like milk guy. Right. If you ordered, if you were from the Department of Redundancy and you ordered like a non fat, low. Wait, what was it? It was like a, oh gosh, skinny, uh, a, a skinny, a skinny not a skinny non-fat vanilla sugar-free latte. If you gave that bullshit to me, I'd be like, all right, fine, I'll make it, even though it's what you just said is so wrong. makes no sense. And then if I handed you the cup and you'd be like, oh, I didn't, you didn't make it right. This doesn't taste right. Then I would use like whole milk. Was and, that like a F you bitch? Yeah. And that was only uh, like a case by case type of thing. Like if the customer was like a total jerk, total, like really mean or anything, then that's. You only pulled that out. I would become passive aggressive. I was going to say, in like the therapy world, we would call that passive aggressive communication. Just like. It's not I, healthy. When I had to work at the drive through window, which my whole purpose was just like handing drinks out. Like, I was not in charge of making drinks or ringing up things. And there was a lady who was, like, giving me all this crap. And I'm like, I'm waiting on your drink, man. I'm really sorry. You know, it's a busy day. And then they, my my friend, she made her drink. But that lady was so mean to me. I closed the window. And then I had my back to the window. And her drink was done. And I just made her wait. I was like, if you're going to come in here and, like, you're late to your job and you're stopping here, like, you need to You need to reevaluate your life. So that's... But you know what? We that's just, what I'm I would do. I'm pretty sure you told that story um, on The Mental Model. I have. Last year when I got... Remember when I went to Starbucks um, for respite because I had gotten off the interstate because there was a tornado? And I felt like if there, the shelter that I wanted to go to was not this gas station over here. I wanted to go be with my people at Starbucks if I was going to be in a tornado. Sure. Remember that? Yeah, I do. I think that's when you told... So anyway, um, where were we going? With I don't this? miss Starbucks though, if that's what you're asking me. Oh yeah, I want to know yeah. when did you guys work there? Were you guys working there at the same time? I don't know. When? Okay, what years were you working there, Veronica? <laughs> there on and off, I think between 2012 and 2016. Casey. Okay, that yeah, I was in that window. I worked <gasps> oh at. Oh my god, you guys worked wait, there at wait, the same time? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, I got the dates wrong. 2010 to 2014. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I started working in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was 
on again, off again. Because like in college, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you guys overlapped. Yeah. You guys were both working at Starbucks we're during the same. Oh my god, though. you guys. Oh god, I don't remember mine. Yeah. Numbers. No. My numbers? No, I don't. Um, we have partner numbers to give us discounts on drinks. Um, yeah. We're working there at any store. I don't know if they still do that, but we used to get like twenty percent off oh. whenever you would go when you're not working. Oh, cool. So many yeah. things with Starbucks. I'm so jealous. So, Veronica, what did you think about our last episode when I went off on my straw rant that I didn't understand? Um, I In that episode, I understood why we were cousins. <laughs> did you – had you already thought about that before I even brought it up? I – not only have I thought about that with the straws, but I thought about that with the masks, with the gloves, with, you know – it is necessary, but I just find it odd that there's no talk about what's happening to me. <laughs> All of a sudden, the environment. I'm grateful I'm not being shamed for using a straw. It's a nice I break. A straw girl. I want metal. Hurts. Like, why do I want it clinking on my teeth? I love what you guys said about the paper straw. Yeah, they hurt. The lollipop straw. It is so, or the lollipop stick. It's yeah. so true. It's not that I don't love the environment. and It's just, guys, I got on board. I, like, even started buying my own, like, reusable straws and then all of a sudden like oh straws are fine here do you need yeah. a straw it's because when when the mass of human ex- existence is at, in, jeopardy. in jeopardy we you know who gives a shit about a turtle like that's any other thoughts veronica because casey and i did whether that's right or wrong i i don't think whatever but right sorry i do feel i'm trying to be more conscious about how i how i throw away my straws so like now i cut them up Mm. they suggested like that way it can't get stuck in a turtle's nose apparently i don't know if this has been proven but i've been cutting my straws up okay cutting straws that's good um the visco girls didn't talk about that really ever but if i'm at a restaurant i'm not going to cut my straw Um, (laughs) but i will be asking for a straw so please don't shame me (laughs) i'm just bringing one with me i haven't started doing that yet but i might you want to try silicone straws? i have those i like them they are. And you can kind of chew on them a little. It's kind of nice. Like, I'm, I'm all about a biteable straw. A biteable straw. Yes. It's like gum, but you don't just keep chewing it. You, I mean, it doesn't, yeah. it's not quite like My gum. My Starbucks <laughs> straws always have chew marks. I don't chew them to death. But some, you know, I know some people do that, but I always have chew marks. You just gnaw on it a little bit. Just a little yeah. gnaw. Like, Oh my gosh, we're so weird. Veronica and I will be having a spinoff show where we discuss all things straw and environment related. No, on straws. What? You, me, and Sam. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so actually, Veronica, did you think I sounded like a nut job when I was talking about, like I had totally lost my mind about when I was on the interstate and having like some sort of existential crisis? No, I do not mental you uh, don't um no i don't think that i honestly thought about what i would do i don't know of course if i would have stopped on the interstate yeah i don't know but i have stopped on roads like 45 mile an hour roads where i literally this guy's engine was smoking his flashers were not on and there are it's like a three lane road all going 45 and usually let's be real they're going 55 right. or 60 yeah so i got behind him and put my flashers on i didn't get out but i just put my flashers on just in case but like that was potentially dangerous because someone could have hit me but no i don't think you're a nut job for that thank you 
Thank to you. To be fair, nobody was calling you a nut job. No, I was calling myself one. Because okay. I was well, like, why I am I was having not... such a, a crisis moment? Why am I thinking like our society is just going into the flames? We're just we're just all going into the flames. Anyway, we can totally edit this out. I do not want to rehash this completely. Well, let's move along. Sir. I just wanted to see what Veronica thought. We talked about Starbucks. Okay, let's jump into my high five moment. Veronica. I can't believe I'm watching. I'm doing this live. It's <laughs> really fangirling. Oh, I love that you're fangirling. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, so camping update. Yes. The mental mom. We went camping. And her boyfriend, Casey Harper, who is an experienced hiker, camper, outdoor, outdoorsman. To be fair, if I got left outside for like a week, I'd probably die. So. I think you'd be fine. So that's what you're living with. Okay. Well, you're you were great. Um so yeah, we went camping <laughs> with your family and we survived it. Um I hadn't like I said, I hadn't been camping in like twenty three years. I used to go with Sam when we were who? In, Sam who was on our show. Who? Stop it. You're making fun of me because last episode I said Do you remember Sam? And you're like, Yeah, your friend. Yeah, of course I remember <laughs> Sam. She was on the show, blah blah blah. So um, I thought that myself and the 10 and 7-year-old did an amazing job considering we have no, really no camping experience. Because um, yes. after 20 years, like, you've lost all camping knowledge, basically. Um, and we had so much fun. Let's see, what did we do? We, we uh, hiked and we tie-dyed shirts. And How did you feel about the hike? We found red mushrooms on our hike. And then we ate them. No, we did not. I was like, girls, do not eat the berries, the mushrooms. No. They were so beautiful. We need to post a photo of them. Are you asking me what I thought about the hike? Yeah, because like I thought the girls and I did good. I did get a little bit, um, I don't know, dictatory with my walking stick. Like as soon as I found that walking stick, I was like. I was like having some sort of power trip of like, and over here, and I was like pointing at things with my walking stick. I was in the front, so I didn't see mo- most of what was going on behind me. You were leading the trail because uh, I I was trying to keep us, you know, on oh. on pace to get done in a reasonable time. Because we did come across a murder hornet. We no, did we, have a murder hornet. It moment. was not a murder hornet. Um, I've it never was a seen bee. a bee. Uh, quote unquote air quote B that looked like that before. Well, it's because you've never been in nature, so I mean, I've been in nature. I I, I never have I seen anything uh, like that. Okay, the wings were flapping so fast. It was red and black. Uh, no, it was black and yellow. It had a weird pattern on it on the stinger part. And the seven year old said that's a murder. Word. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Let's base it. Go by the seven year old. No, then she said, "Oh wait, mom, I think that's just a would be." Could have been. And so then I dramatically for the rest of the trip was like, oh, I'm so glad we survived the murder hornet. <laughs> we saw a mouse. Yeah. Um, Which the seven-year-old was like, oh, a rat on this bridge, this like wooden bridge on the hike. And I'm like, stop, everybody stop. It's like, I don't want to deal with no a rat. rats in the woods. But then it was just a tiny mouse. Yeah. It was fine. It was great. I had a good time. It was good. Meg started getting a little hangry there towards the end so we were like you you were saying all right we gotta go now because if i'm getting hungry <laughs> and we gotta get this done we're almost done i was just being a um, positive motivational coach for my girls because okay. weren't they getting a little testy too yeah i mean 
It was yeah. 98 degrees and humid. It was hot. It was hot. But, you know, when you're outside, you got to suck it up. That's right, what, and we did. We that's did. what life's about, sucking it up. It was a three-mile hike, but it felt like... It was not three miles. It was a mile and a half. No, it was three miles. <laughs> Didn't we go there and back? No, we went in a loop, for one. We started in one place, was, and we came out the other side. It was definitely seven miles long. Oh, my God. If I took you on a seven-mile hike, you guys would have died, because you only <laughs> took one bottle of water. Here, leave me here to die. <laughs> For our next mile and a half hike, the seven-year-old and I were talking. We want those backpacks like you have with the a water camel straw. Pack? Yeah. Where, do you know about these, Veronica? They are, I mainly saw it on The Office. Which episode <laughs> was that? I forgot. You are such an... Oh, Dwight, had a, Dwight had a backpack with water. Yeah. Um, and he just had no time to drink water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So for our next mile and a half hike... Uh, the seven-year-old and I, for sure, maybe the ten-year-old too. We're all getting those. Getting serious about the hiking. We are. Yeah. We're getting real serious. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. Uh, what else happened? Let's see. We okay. tied. I... So I kind of thought of. Would you say, Veronica? That's fun. I I haven't been camping ever, and I don't ever plan on it. <laughs> okay, so seriously, <laughs> you know me, girl. I love a facial. I love a pedicure. I love shopping. Um, I love a lunch. I love a, a good lunch date. But Who I doesn't can, love lunch. No, I mean like lunching. Veronica, do you know what I mean? Like lunching. Not lunch, it's a lunch. A lunch. Oh, it's oh. different. Veronica, can you explain this to him? He Bougie might listen folks. to you. Wear your best sundress, you and you're only looking to impress your girlfriends. It's, no man and it's very like, leisurely. Oh. Uh, leisurely. We're, we're going to get a coffee afterward, maybe do some window shopping. There, there might be a couple um, courses. There's lots of... Co- it's at least two hours. <laughs> a few apps, a few spritzes. It's a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Veronica. Wow. Thank you for understanding. So I, I love a bougie lunch, okay? But I also really got down with being sweaty and dirty and gross and camping. And it felt very good. To be out in the nature. I, say, I agree, but I I enjoy fishing um, at times. So that is like my release of like you're just disgusting and you don't want to wash your hands because you don't want to like. First of all, where are you going to wash your hands? Right. Second of all, you don't want to like get the fish guts off of your hands. Right. You want to, like smell like fish. So I agree. Like getting into nature, it almost has like a like a calming. Yeah, more present almost because you're not worried about anything else. It's like your very good for mental health, and we did check out from our technology. We did for the weekend, other than taking photos. Um, and so that was so. That's my um, high five moment was going camping. Like high five self. I know I did that last week. I said we're going camping. High five. We did it. You did it. We came. We saw. We kicked its ass. What movie is that from? Go. You guys don't know? Ghostbusters. Yes, Ghostbusters. Because we always have to quote it, like Jurassic Park or Ghostbusters in almost every episode. You do. Or I do, I guess. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> the mental mom moment, okay, would be the bathrooms slash showers. So in a state park in Indiana anyway, we're in Indiana here for all of our global listeners. Why do you shake your head? Like, we have listeners everywhere. I need them to know. I don't know. They might have a different park situation in their country. You, you might be right. Okay. 
So in our state parks, and Florida might have their own. Veronica's in Florida. You're right. Okay. You're right. So we I have these, like, what'd you say, Veronica? I said, Casey, we're global. Yeah, come like, on. I, I'm sorry. I can't get over it. Can you, Veronica is just like me. You have to do this to her to tell her to come closer. She's fine. Okay. Can you hear her okay? Say something, Veronica. Testing. Okay. Testing. Perfect. So back to the bathrooms. It's like a brick bathroom house. I'm going to call it a house. Shelter. It's just, yeah. And so there's all these stalls for going Go, to the bathroom. Yeah. Then on the other side, there are showers. And while they did clean the bathrooms every day for like a good hour, like there was, I'm sure there's some good scrubbing going on. They close it down. You can't go in. It was still felt very dirty to me. And I preferred to just not take a shower, but my girls were so sweaty and gross and dirty. We were only there for two nights. Mm -hmm. um, How'd they like it? They were way more chill than I was about it, but yeah. I, I had a really hard time and I'm not really a germaphobe, like you know, like living with me. I'm no, not really like that. You're just bougie. Am I? You're above it. No, you're too good for it. No, no, no. It was a visceral reaction. It was like a, like a. Oh, Why? Oh. Like all. Oh, it, it, oh, oh my gosh! I know what could be in. I know, because like in the showers they had these weird plastic seats. I don't know if they had those in the guys' showers. Uh huh. And I'm like, who's you don't Ass sit on it. Sitting on that. It's not meant for sitting on. You oh, hold. You why put didn't your. You tell me this. You didn't ask about well, what they were. We didn't be. sit on it, but what's it for? It's to like put your stuff on. It's like a little table, so it's not on the floor. Oh. Okay. Okay. But you didn't ask. About the same thing, and at the same time, I also probably not put my things on there. Right. We just didn't touch I'm it. Sitting on there, enjoying a nice steam shower. <laughs> They're not in. I'm like, girls, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Keep your shoes on. Take your foot out of the shoe. Step into your clothes. Like, there was a whole procedure for all of it. They didn't care. They're so, like. Yeah. They're like, Mom, why are you? Mom, they clean yeah, the mom. bathrooms. And I'm like, yeah, but do you see that stained dirt? Do you see that? There is no dirt. And then I was like, and one of them was going to sit on that table thing in the shower. And I was like, don't sit on. And, you know, usually I'm very chill, right, with my kids. Are you? Don't you think? I'm not yeah, one of those moms who's are. like, no, I'm not an alarmist. I'm not one of those. But I had a really hard time keeping a lid on the crazy while helping them do showers. Just a quick point on that, too. Yeah. I have to say, it, the wedding, Mike's wedding a few years back, uh, or whatever that was, a while back, that was the first time I met you and your girls together. And I have to say, like, you are one of the most chill moms. Oh, like, thanks for Veronica. Not like anal retentive. You no. weren't like, constantly like worried about what's going on. Like they weren't chill because you were chill. Thank you, I Veronica. Really Thank you. I do. I try to stay calm because a lot of times if you're one of those parents who's like, like you're trying to protect your kids. Yes, you're coming from a good place, but you're giving off a lot of like negative nervous energy. Um, your kids, they don't, they pick up on that. They don't do well with it. It's, it causes a lot of like angst, anxiety, stress. I don't do that really. But let me tell you, the mental mom is triggered in a huge camping shared bathroom experience. Okay. Yeah. Well, but I, I am know. totally willing to work through it. I, I just, it's cement and through it's exposure, like a shower and exposure therapy. I will continue to 
it felt Expose. great. Solution. RV. RV. Pop up. RV. All right. A little pop up. Yeah, I think we might yeah. like save up for. Pop up a Winnebago. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if oh, you if you want, a, I want a Winnebago. If you want a mobile, that's what we're calling this episode. A mobile vehicle with a shower <laughs> in it. You're looking at least a hundred grand. All right, we better get cracking on that photography business you're oh. working on, babe. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that so I like to call. So I was re- I was reflecting on this whole camping experience because Veronica, we stayed in a tent, like. A tent on the ground. Yes. You like, had an air mattress. With an air mattress. You weren't on the ground. Okay, but this was not glamping. This was camping. Like, we were for real camping. You were. Yeah. Do we, right? Yeah. Tell, explain this to me, Veronica. My girls who a lot have to sleep with, like, this elaborate nightlight system and... Air conditioning is always on and like all the things, they're sleeping amazingly out in the woods in the pitch black. They're not scared of anything. We have literally flashlights to see anything to go to the bathroom. Not scared at all. Isn't that some good parenting? That made no sense to me. Because it's all a game. Tell, oh, what do you mean? Tell us about the game. (laughs) This is is the parenting with Casey. Go ahead, share. I thought the same thing. There there were a number of things I felt like that while we were camping that had we just been in our apartment or, you know, it would have been an issue. Like catering to them when we're in an apartment as opposed to when we're camping. Like I think it's all just a psychological manipulation. Do you think it's psychological warfare? They got too dramatic. No, but not one of them got up during the night. Not, not one. one of them needed to get up and watch TV in the nope. middle of the night. Nobody. Not anything of that. No night lights. Nothing. And then the night we get back and they stay here. Somebody's up in the, the middle of the night. The 10-year-old's back out on the couch watching Netflix in the middle of the because night. Because if you wake up between, if you wake up after you go to bed before 5 a.m., you are allowed to watch Great British Baking Show in the living room. Okay. Because something of, something about the British voices on that show like really put you to sleep. Definitely. Um, but you cannot. You are not allowed to wake up mom or Casey before 7 a.m. Unless it's an emergency and we need to like, you're throwing up or we're going to the hospital or Somebody something. better be dying. Better be pretty severe. Or the house is on fire. Yes. So it was really, really strange how we, maybe it's because they expected. Like, they got out so much energy. We did so much outside. and mm, No. I think that could have been it. We were embracing the calmness of the wilderness. But also, I think there was probably a hint of exhaustion. Probably. For so sure. Imagine going from mainly being either in camp where they are exercising, but... Not the same degree. Having to pay attention to something and just sit there still versus, like... Constant. still, Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. But now I feel like I want to take away the TV. Well, and why is that? Because I I can be like, well, what? You can stay asleep the whole night in a tent and not have to move or get out anywhere. But now that you're in a much safer environment, like you need to get up in the middle of the night. We could have a conversation about that. You mean take away the TV at night when they wake up? I say we recreate the camping situation in their room. No more beds, 
tents only. Tents and air mattresses, no lights. The the seven-year-old has a teepee. We could get the teepee out. Perfect. Sleep in the teepee. It all, I mean, I had to build it. It's in there. It's up. It's up. You did it. You did a great job on it. Yeah. So I kind of think of it, Veronica, as like an, I'm calling it like an integrate, like what I would like is an integrative camping experience. I'm not saying like, cause in the mental health world or like the health world, we talk about integrative medicine practices or um, integrative wellness where you take like the best of modern Western medicine practices and combine it with like the, the, um, Eastern practices of like Buddhism and, and you look at like wellness and being holistic and like all the different elements of our life. Um, and how to best treat them. That's how I feel about camping, like an integrative experience. Like, I don't want to go full out glamping, but I would not mind a pop up. And more fans in the tent. You want electricity? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just that, a little bit. That's not like real camping to me. Okay, what about battery operated fans in the tent? Knock yourself out. Is that camping still? I mean, sure. But are you going to be judgy like you just were, like the people, no, at, like the baristas I, at Starbucks when, when Mickey, with the straws? When Mickey and I go on our trips, we stay in electrical because he has to have a fan. Okay, Mickey understands. Yeah, because you guys are soft. Oh, whatever. He he challenges you on the hikes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. All right. So, Veronica, that was the camping experience. We uh. You should come. Yeah, you should come. We're gonna go in the fall. Oh, it must be so pretty. Get out of Florida. I'm going to give the girls badges, though, like, because, you know, there's no more Girl Scouts. I think you've heard my rants about Girl Scouts on the show. And we're the same on that topic, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not here And the troop that the girls were going to be in here, which I didn't really want anything to do with, um, dismantled, disbanded, whatever, I guess, because of COVID. Like, nobody wanted to run it. Um, oh, darn. So sad oh, about that. The cookies got stale. The cookies got stale. Oh, stale cookies, though. I'm here for the cookies. Okay. Um, <laughs> the truth, you sold those cookies in the stores, I'd be the best customer. So I told the girls I'm going to get them their own, like, vest or sash, and we're going to put our own, like, badges on it. You're recreating cheer camp, aren't you? Oh, my God, I am. <laughs> Do you have badges for Veronica? No, but I was, like, very serious about cheer camp and the choreography. And I'm feeling the same vibe with these badges, and I'm liking it. You like it? It's very serious, yeah. Cool. Okay. Do it. How cool would that be, the girls earning badges for the camping experience? Well, like someone well, finding the most amount of rocks? Or yes. <laughs> the hike. I'm going to give them um, a badge for the hike. They helped you put up the tent. One of them did. And she did a good job, didn't she? Did. She did, yeah. She was on it. The seven-year-old was on it. The 10-year-old is really good at crafts, too. Yeah, we got a couple oven mitts made. We did. We got some pot holders. You know those? Did you ever make those? Or pot holders. Yeah. Good memories. Yeah, Veronica, you have to come with us in the fall and we go again. I'm here for it. Okay, so, wow, we have been, this, people are going to really get a good show, a long show. Let's go. Let's keep going. Okay, so, Veronica, what have you been watching lately? Any good shows? Obviously, we're going to talk about um, the Betty Broderick story, but yes. what have you been watching that you recommend? I have just been browsing, if I'm being completely honest. Mm -hmm. Only honest. That's all we want. I've been 
watching a lot of YouTube parking road rage videos because they are hilarious to me. Parking road rage? Parking lot road rage videos okay. are some of the funniest videos, and a lot of them are in Florida, which cracks me up. So tell us everything. Are these, like, people recording this and then putting it on YouTube, or is it an actual show, or what? No, like, uh, it's like a compilation of a bunch of people posting um, videos in general. I don't know. Like, like, and I don't know how these people get this on camera. Like, I don't record my driving, but I think I'm going to start. Because I, just I in case, to YouTube, but like I watch a like there's so many hilarious videos of like, for example, these women um, in this one video they wanted to reserve a parking spot, so they got out of their car and ran to the parking spot and stood in the parking spot while another car was trying to park, and then just stood there and would not move. So it's just so funny. I'm a real big people watcher, so watching. So what did the the person who was in the car wanting to park there, what did they, how did they respond? They just laid on their horn. And started <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I don't know why it But I watched that. And then, of course, like the standard Parks and Rec, The Office. Of course. I'm dabbling in CSI Miami. Ooh, you do. I'm dabbling in some Lifetime movies. Ooh, like, which ones? Oh gosh, I don't know all the titles. I literally just will get on YouTube and type in Lifetime movie. But have you watched the Betty Broderick Lifetime movie with Meredith Baxter? I have not yet. I watched a little bit of it. I watched a documentary, though, on the Betty Broderick story. Okay, we're going to get to that, but I have to tell you first about Grandma Farr, our grandmother, who passed away. How many years ago now? Oh, it's been, I can't, I don't even know. Five, six years ago? Yeah. Well, Grandma Farr um, was so fun because I was allowed to watch MTV at her. I was not allowed to watch MTV at my house. But when we would go stay at Grandma's, we got to watch MTV, Jerry Springer, and Lifetime. So at like nine years old, I would be with my grandma for like staying for a week, having so much fun eating all the junk food in the world. And watching Lifetime movies. And one of my favorites was, uh, one of my favorite memories with her was watching the Betty Broderick story. Which I know is probably like nine years old is pretty young to watch something like that. Not at Grandma's house. Not at Grandma's house. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's when I first watched it. And then um, hadn't really thought much about it until just recently, Dirty John, which is a podcast started as a podcast and their first first series Veronica did you listen to that it was I can't remember what it was called um because I don't really I like it the first dirty John and you listened to it the podcast the I podcast did. what was it about uh it was about the shoot a woman who gets who gets involved in this relationship with a guy by this guy yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was like catfishing her, but uh, then he crazy. Yeah, and then her daughter ends up killing him or something because she was. Yeah, the podcast was interesting because He's like taking her money and like yeah. really yeah. her through a loop. Right. Yeah, and her kids were like, "Mom, he's taking advantage of you and stuff," and she's like, "No, he loves me, and he's such a great guy." And then it showed like the psychological manipulation. And then he did he kill her? 
You'll have to listen to the podcast because I, I can't remember. I just know his daughter. No, I don't think she. I don't think he did. Her daughter killed him, though. Yeah, and it's a interesting it's story. No spoilers. So, I mean, it's already happened. It's, so. a, it's been years, but anyway. So the se- second season is the Betty Broderick story. So we thought we would just share a little bit about it because Veronica. I remember last summer I did. I dedicated a whole summer series to you. The summer sex sizzling scandal series. And I told some good true crime, religion, sex, all the stuff. This one doesn't really have religion, but um, so you watched, you want to give us a recap, Veronica? What did you, because you just watched the um, short, the shortened documentary. Yeah, I watched like a 45 minute documentary on it. So basically to recap, Betty, and I forget her husband's name. Dan. 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 They were married. They got divorced. Um. He remarried someone and, like, moved on with his life. Uh-huh. And then um, there was, like, a lot in there, of course, that you'll dive into. But basically, long story short, Betty killed um, both Dan and, I, was it Emily, his new wife? I forget. Linda. 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 Um, Betty killed them both in, in their in their room, and now she's still in prison. Yep. So that's basically the recap. That's Those are the bullet points. Um, so we watched American Justice with Bill Curtis. Uh, for the quick, like, 45-minute rundown of it. Yeah. And then we watched the um, Dirty John television series. It's on USA, and I got it on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. um, season two. So if you guys want to watch it, we'll post it, too, so you can so – listeners can check it out. But I think one of the things that – one of the reasons I've been so drawn to it over the years or, like, why it interests me so much is – the matrimony laws used to be so different back in the 80s. And this this case happened, in, I think the actual divorce happened in, what, like 85? And then the murder happened in, like, 89? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it was still a time when women... So Betty Broderick, she, she was a stay-at-home mom. She worked part-time jobs, but put her helped get her husband through not only medical school, but then law school on top of that. And they lived in poverty, and they had four kids, and he was going to school and working on his career. I don't think she finished college because she was – I think he may have talked her out of not finishing college. Um, But she really put herself on hold and just, like, put everything she had into helping her husband obtain this career and be this – you know, all of his career goals. Yeah, put herself second. And put herself second. Right. And – Veronica, it's dark over there now. Hold on. Did your closet light go out? No, it's motion. Oh. <laughs> Where are you? Are you in a garage? Where are you right now? She's in a right closet. Right here. Okay. Veronica's back, everybody. False alarm. I thought the lights were going out. Um, so anyway, what's so interesting is... so So her husband, like... Works his way up in his career. She really supports him emotionally and, like, raises the kids and is the homemaker and helps him, like, redecorate his new huge law practice. Um, he becomes a medical malpractice attorney, so he's making a ton of money. She's there every step of the way. And then all of a sudden, they make it. They're doing well financially. Um, life looks good. And all of a sudden, he gets interested in this um, the secretary. The secretary. So then he ends up pursuing her, hires her as his uh, legal assistant, but, you know, she's really not qualified for that. He hired her because she was beautiful. 
Okay, that's probably rude, and I should probably do more research on that before I just make that assumption. Um, so I'm going to take that back and just say that he had ulterior motives for hiring her. It wasn't just for her skill set. It was for her assets. Oh! How is that any better than what you said before? I don't know, but it was so funny. Yes, I do. I do write my own material, everybody. Yeah, that was a big specialty oh, right goodness. there. So anyway, um, he ends up uh, pursuing this woman. Betty, his wife, knows something's up, but she just keeps asking him, like, Dan, what's wrong? Something's not right in our marriage. At one point earlier in the marriage, they'd been to marriage counseling. He just kind of presented as this narcissistic, all about himself, um, totally focused on his career and his suits and his outfits and the finer things in life and success. And, you know, he'd win like a medical malpractice lawsuit and then go buy himself like a red sports car because, you know, that's what you do. That's what I do. Right. That's what Casey does all the time. Anytime he comes into any I, money. I have no sports car. He buys himself a sports car. I'm so sick of I it. coming in no money. <laughs> so... Betty keeps asking him. She knows. Like, women know. Like, she had this intuition. Like, something's not right here. And confronts him. No, Betty, you're crazy. Why would you think that? Meanwhile, he's... Two-timing. Two-timing. I was trying to think of the Yiddish word for... Is it schleppen? Schleppen? Schleppen. Schleppen? I don't know. Schleppen is like... There's a Yiddish word for banging. But I can't remember what it is. If anyone knows what the Yiddish word is for banging your secretary, let me know. I feel like I'm just drawing a blank on that. Um, so anyway, he is totally doing that. And so it, it kind of talks about the gaslighting and the, the manipulation that goes into um, the demise of this relationship. So then, Veronica, I want you to weigh in in just a second on the gaslighting because I know you did a little a bit of a deep dive on that. Um, but overall, what happens is Dan... Betty, Betty Broderick just can't handle it. Like once she finds out that her husband is going to, in fact, divorce her, she loses her shit. And I've really been on the Betty support team until I really, really dived in today and really did a lot of processing. And I mean, she made a huge impact on society. A lot of women um, were like on her team, like, hey, we're so sick of men, this, you know, good old boys club and men having all this power and like she put in so much into the relationship. Yeah. She didn't necessarily bring in money to the relationship, but there's no way Dan could have done everything he did if it wasn't for her and her raising the kids and like everything she put into the relationship. And he was trying his damnedest to not give her, um, her fair share. However, mm. okay, Casey, go ahead. Even without a lawyer, she made up pretty well. All right. You guys take over. You guys take over because I think you guys are on the same page. Well, I'm not, you know, as uh, invest or, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs of the case, but the parts I have saw from what you were watching and things you've told me, he was willing to give her half of what his law firm was worth, which was in the millions of dollars, right? I think. I can't remember. Yeah. So, yes, the dude was an asshole and... He was manipulative manipulating and trying to hide her, money to not give to her. Manipulated her yeah. a lot. Um, but after, what, they were separated for four years, five years, and then he got remarried? 
or at least two it was at least two or three years yeah um you know buck up sister like, like it's you, okay to be sad and devastated and but then she went into this total victim mode and um yeah instead of moving on with her she life, never moved on and she, her kids you know she put her kids in the middle yeah of it. she really really and that's the thing is she talks about how she, she cares about her children and she's this great mom she's great she was she was a great mom great yeah. wife but then when her husband decides to leave, she this is why I do think that she had a little bit of some kind of psychological break from reality. Um, not that it's an excuse for her behavior of murdering her ex-husband and his new wife, but she did get pushed and pushed and pushed. However, at some point, when you start jeopardizing your children's mental health because you're trying to make a point or you're so mad at their dad and you lose sight of what's really important, which is always the children um, and their best interest. That's when, you know, girl, you got to rein it back in a little bit. Yeah. Well, and stick with therapy. The way they portrayed it in the show, like at first it, she made it seem like she did care about the kids and, and having that relationship. But I, I, I don't know. I, unless she's just completely detached from reality, it just seemed it was about the money. Like, I don't it think was he about, was wrong in saying it was about the money because the way she acted and the constant, uh, you know, she didn't even, she wouldn't listen to any of what the court orders were. She constantly broke the rules I mean, the let's be real. She drove her car through their front door. Okay, that's not okay ever, no matter what. Yeah, she's Ver- mental. Weigh in, Veronica. What do you think? I don't, I, it's the gaslighting. Yeah, talk about that in case people don't know what that is. Okay, so um, the the dictionary of Wikipedia, um, which is where we get that in Urban Dictionary is where we get all of our information. Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group, making them question their own memory, perception, judgment, and sanity. It's very subtle. It's it's very subtle it's just like the constant making her sound crazy making her question what she knows is true that's what people who gaslight do i think that that made her crazy i'm like i think that she turned into a loony unfortunately from that from being provoked personally think i don't think she was always this crazy from at least what i watched and what i read do you i don't think she would have ever gotten that crazy if he would have stayed with her like i don't it's very possible she never it never would have manifested into that kind of crazy you agree yeah, I, I can imagine i can't imagine i really have no life experience like that to imagine raising four children basically alone while he's not able to be present with the family during studying and working so i can't imagine her where her head's at like i did all of this for you and now you're going to leave me without even working on it I think that they did work on it for like a little bit. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's no, no excuse though for shooting. Like that was nuts. You can't and do the that. constant calling, just like the constant, wasn't she calling and like harassing him? All, all the, the time. time. I mean, she yeah. would she would leave. She only referred to his oh, new wife. Whenever she wanted. Oh yeah. She only referred to his new wife as the whore. Yeah. She didn't use her name. She only called her the whore. Yeah. 
And she she lost her friends because she, over the years she just she could not That's move on. Dope. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and when I was in high school, my first boyfriend, um, when we broke up, and it was one of those things where he like just kind of forced me to break up with him. Like he just kept doing the thing, like things that were so so. Like he didn't want to actually end it. He didn't want to be the one who ended it. So he just did these assholeish things over and over again till I finally said, yeah. And I remember like after like six months, one of my girlfriends was just so annoyed with me. Like hearing, I was talking like Linda Broderick was. No, like, um, not Linda, Betty. I was talking like Betty. I was saying things like, I can't believe he's dating someone else. And like, I was just so nasty about it. And it was just so annoying. And she was like, I can't listen to this anymore. Like you have to get over this. And then it woke me up and I was like, okay, this is taking over my soul. I'm becoming a person I don't like. And so then you start shifting and you work through the breakup. Betty never did that. Betty didn't have that friend. Betty didn't have that friend. I think her friends did try and she very much ignored them. She definitely, I I don't know, like lost reality for sure. But I don't, I get the gaslighting part and being made to feel like you are crazy. I haven't, I mean, I was in a relationship that, had a little bit of that going on, but it wasn't to that extreme and we weren't married and we didn't have kids. But it'd been a few so, years. Yeah. It'd been a few years, but at the same time, this went on for two years. or three years. It's like, all right, girl, like, and then four and then five years, you got to start moving on. Like you're not a victim anymore. You've got he, to move through this. And I, I get divorces. Children and it sucks. Don't shoot the other right, and right. it totally sucks. But you have to, you have to move out of that victim mentality and like move into okay, what can I do? She needed a hobby. I think that was part of her problem. Maybe like put her energy into like, like a support she didn't, group. She didn't or have something. a job. She she wasn't doing anything. No identity. She, she was mom. I think. Well, and do you remember that scene in the movie where um, she's mad at Dan because Dan had to leave? They were on a date. She, she and her husband went away for the weekend, uh-huh. Betty and Dan, um, trying to like kind of rekindle some romance. And then he was gone on the phone talking yeah. to Linda, his secretary. Yeah. And then she was pissed and she bought an $8,000 dress yeah. to be like, fuck you. I'm going to go. I'm mad at you. I'm yeah. going to buy this 8000 Like, no, that's not healthy. You can't do that. Yeah. I mean, the dude was a, a piece of garbage, no doubt. But as... And the way they portrayed her in the show, too, was after she got arrested. I mean, she was eating up the publicity, too. Like, she was writing back her, quote-unquote, fans. After she and was arrested like, and put in prison. You know, they were all boosting her up like she was doing the right thing and, like, all this stuff. Like, and she was like, some great feminist for, like, yeah, no, what she did. Which she, no, no. I think that was complete BS, you know, like. Probably just grasping on to anything. Besides, oh God, I am going to prison. <laughs> She's yeah. She picked, like yeah. when, like she picked that. She picked going crazy. I mean, I do think she was provoked into that craziness, but she had seen a few therapists. She had friends who were saying, hey, maybe we should look at it this way. She had opportunities um, to go a different direction and you could do some advocacy work. You could um, start a support group. You could 
work on lobbying for the matrimony laws. Like there are a lot of things because the matrimony laws were not fair back then of like um, women who didn't work outside the home, like they weren't compensated fairly. Like a lot's changed since then, but like there are other things you could do besides totally just recklessly make your children's lives so difficult. Cause she did. Yeah. She it's made so it. hard to even rationalize about something so irrational. Yeah. Oh, Veronica. So irrational. I can't even. It was so deep, girl. I have to use that for a lot in my life. You <laughs> <laughs> just can't rationalize with irrational. You can't. Yeah. I, I know, like, when you, Meg, when you brought that up to me, it was, there's this woman, and she was pushed to the brink, and she, like, snapped, and she's been gaslighted, and you know, she's in prison right now, but she should be free. And then it was, I was like, yeah, okay. You know, the way things, the system works and all that stuff too. It's like, I possibly, but like what you've had me watch. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, she was pushed to the edge, but at the same time, like she's just insane. Like she's mental. Like she needs help and probably being in present prison is the best thing for her because and again, the way they portrayed her, it was she just totally lost reality and to the point where the way I couldn't get over how she was treating her kids. Like oh. her kid the one kid, it was so sad. Like he oh, they God. had the voice the the call recorded with him and he's like, Why don't you just stop? Like if you would stop this he's saying that to his mom, he's like ten years old. Yeah, and he's like, Everybody would be better. We wanna hang out with you. Mom, we, we wanna... wanna come live with you, but we can't because you won't stop leaving yeah. these nasty messages calling Yeah, like dad. dad moved on. Why can't you? You know, it's like I agree with Meg too, like once it gets to affecting your children's lives, that's when you need to stop. Right. You and it... stop long before then And like she yeah. She would see a therapist, and as soon as, like, as soon as it would go against, like, her being a victim and her shifting out of being a victim, she was like, no, I'm done. I'm not going to therapy anymore. Yeah. And they also have, like, narcissistic She does. Well, Veronica, that's interesting you bring that up, because I was reading the LA Times article that came out, like, during her trial or right after her trial, um, which was in, so this was 91 that this article came out and they talked about um, Dr. Park Elliott Dietz. He's an expert witness. Um, he's a psychologist. Dietz. Dietz. You don't think it's Dietz? No, it's Dietz. It's D-I-E-T-Z. I played baseball with a guy with a name like that. It's Dietz. Dietz. Um, so what he said is, because he's, I believe, a psychologist, um, some sort of mental health professional. Uh, he conceded that he had not interviewed Broderick, but he testified that she, based on what he knew, she suffered from depression, but that she was neither insane nor men- mentally ill. Because wasn't that part of her case when she was trying to prove that Dan drove her to insanity, basically? Yeah, I think at some point. I think that was part of it. Yeah. So he said um, she suffers from two personality disorders, narcissistic and histrionic. And said that unlike an insane or mentally ill person, she controls the disorder. The disorder does not control her. So he says that her narcissism and lack of compassion were never more apparent than in the threats she made about, she actually did make threats, 
about killing her ex-husband um, and his second wife, Linda. So histrionic is, or so narcissist, I think we all know what that is. Like we're not just traits, but where you become so obsessed with yourself and your own needs that you, you don't care who gets in your way or who you have to step on um, to get what you want. Right. And like, that's how she was. Like she was this, at one point, this wonderful, caring, loving mother, a room, like the room mom. Um, everybody loved her house. She was, you know, baking cookies for the whole neighborhood. And then she, once this happened where she didn't have control anymore, she just completely like bulldozed. Yeah. Yeah. And so then histrionic. It's also like, it's like psychopathic almost just in the way that like the feeling of, oh my gosh, like normal health, like healthy minded people think if I kill someone, that would not be good. But I think to her. She didn't care about the consequences. Yeah, I I don't think she cared. Like I don't. It was about what she wanted. She wanted them done. She didn't. I think she wanted revenge towards him. But I think that she just didn't feel the consequence or feel that like sadness of if you kill someone. <laughs> right, like that empathy. She was lacking empathy. that. Yeah. Um. And, and oh, go ahead. Well, and she talked about numerous times about like killing herself or committing suicide and that was the whole reason she said she went over there that night with the gun was to like just to talk but if he wasn't going to listen then she was going to kill herself in front of him and it's like if if she was so in that mindset of like I'm going to end it and this is going to be the end. Like why wouldn't, why didn't she do it earlier? Right. Instead you know, of going to like, place. Yeah. She just kept carrying on and carrying on and carrying on. And it's just like you, I don't think she ever had an intention of trying to end her own life. I think she did. She did cut her wrists at one point, um, but I don't even know if she was hospitalized for it. I'm not sure. Well, you know, and then that's the one. Th- what what is what did they say? You know, what was that like a real suicide attempt or was it a cry for help? You know, because there's 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 specific like like study uh, not studies but just literature on cutting. So, yeah, like there's a psychology behind. Oh yeah, self harm. Yeah, like, I think that whole thing about her, God, she's really just crazy. I'm happy that she's away. Well, and that's, <laughs> that's what, how I feel. I guess, like, I'd have to do a little more research on this, but I guess the reason, she was up for parole in 2011, I believe, but she will not um, admit to any wrongdoing. She refuses to. And so I think, yeah, it's probably good um, that, I mean, Betty made a great point. No, because, you know, she drove her car into, well, here's a couple of things, red flags. When she was still married to Dan, she she was pretty convinced that he was having an affair. She showed up at his office. It was his birthday. Um, this is in the book that someone wrote about her, and then it was it's also in all the documentaries and this show, Dirty John. But she shows up at her husband's office for his birthday and wants to surprise him. And the receptionist is like, oh, he's gone with Linda, which is the one that... Betty is um, pretty suspicious, suspicious of. of. Yeah. And so Betty's like, 
well, I'll just go in his office and wait. And so she goes into the office and there's like champagne bottles and flowers and balloons and like a half eaten cake. And she just loses it. And she's like, just waits there. And Dan never comes back to the office. So what does she do? She goes home and she takes all of his clothes, removes all of his clothes from the house and then burns them. Puts him in the barbecue. Puts him in the barbecue. <laughs> That's a bit extreme. I understand, girlfriend. Like, that if I... definitely a thought. Never something that I do. No, and there's really... There was really no exact proof. Yeah, she knew. But... You just, don't do it. There was just a lot of other ways we could have handled that situation. Even a clothes on the lawn, I would have accepted. Put them out on the lawn. Maybe yeah, just don't burn them out. all. Yeah. That was pretty extreme. Or maybe just not. Or get or get divorced. Or get divorced. There was a point, and then she just wasn't accepting it. Then she like fired her attorneys. Like she would not accept help. She, at one point, she kept sneaking into her. Well, he did pull some shady stuff. Like before they were separated or divorced, he had her. They bought a house, and then she they moved into it. And then he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm moving back into our marital home." Is what you know. Like he pulled some shady stuff. That was for like um, money purposes, and like you'd have to read more into it. But there's some like real um, manipulative. He's a bad guy. Don't be married to him. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Like let him go. Take his take the money that you get, and then go do your own. Well, that's the other thing that um, one of the speakers on this automat or this biography thing that I was watching um, about. It doesn't make sense why she would have killed him. She was getting sixteen grand a month, right? So but sense why but technic but he was making about one hundred and thirty thousand a month. Sure, so she was probably. So if you felt like you built that life and helped your husband get there, which I mean, 16,000 is nothing compared to what he's bringing in and hiding from trying to hide under the but table. How, how does that, it doesn't if, justify if he it. offered half of what his company was worth, which I believe was valued, evaluated back in the eighties before before, like the early 80s? Yeah, before it had actually become, like, worth a ton of money. It was going off of that smaller mm. So, I mean, there's some real shady yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, the guy was a piece of trash, for Still sure. not okay to but... shoot him, and it's... <laughs> it's just not okay. Um, why are you driving your car into his... What are you doing? Like, stop driving your car into I... the front of his house right now. Nobody should ever have that much power over you where you feel like you have to drive your car That's into it. their house. That's it right there. You just said it. That is it. If somebody has that much power over you, there is something wrong within yourself, within the relationship. Don't kill them. You need just to take. Run away. You just need to take a time out. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the circles she was running in is it impossible to believe she couldn't have met another man who had the same lifestyle. Like, right. are we gonna? Right. No, it's called. She she couldn't deal with being left. I think. And, you know, I'm probably completely wrong, but I think she was suffering from that. He had her, he took her V card and he did take her. Virginity. That's why you got to get out there because that first person that you sleep with is not the one that you're probably going to end up living with the rest of your life. And you get that attachment. You got to be able 
to move on from that early on in your life. So like, I'm not saying like, you know, 16 or whatever, but you got to at least play a few positions in the field. You know what I'm saying? Casey, when can we, not only have you written a parenting book that's coming out soon, but when can we get your relationship um, expertise book also? I'd like a signed copy. When's that coming out? I have an audio version as well. Uh, audio? audio? Yeah. yeah. Will um, that be on Amazon? 2023. Okay, good. Um, Veronica and I would like you to dedicate it I'm in to the us. middle of like three books. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, you got it. What? The dedications. Yeah, dedications to yeah. us. Okay. But I'm probably wrong. No, I mean, you, there's truth. I just think there's sense. some merit. Like, I know when I, first person I slept with, I was like, yeah, we're going to be together forever. And. That's so cute. Nope. Didn't work out. Yeah. But. So basically. Um, I didn't kill her. No. Tell you that. She's still alive. There were a lot of things that definitely made sense. Why? I mean, Betty had trauma in her past for sure. But that doesn't mean, just it doesn't mean that it justifies. Killing's bad. Kill, it doesn't matter. And the, the first jury trial was um, the first trial. The jury found they uh, they were hung. Hung jury. So it was a mistrial. And the second time, she was was it second degree murder? Yeah, they didn't give her first degree. Yes, yeah, that's why she murder. didn't get the death penalty or right, whatever. Right. So anyway. You know, it's one of those interesting stories that really makes you think um, and highly recommend any of the um, documentaries. I haven't watched the snapped version on Oxygen. That's probably good, too. That's what I watched. Is that what you watched? <laughs> okay. It was very concise. Was it? It didn't hit on all of the things. I browsed some of the, what did you say? It was on USA, the series. Yes. The I watched some of that. That goes into more of like the psychological side of like the gaslighting, which I want to watch and when I have more time. But this documentary from Snapped on YouTube, perfect. Perfect. Case, yeah. Yeah. So we'll post links to it. Um, you can watch. There's a podcast. There's USA. USA miniseries, Dirty John, and then you can get on YouTube and look up the case and. There's all sorts of interesting articles and perspectives on it. It definitely made an impact in our society. And maybe that is why some of the matrimony laws changed after that was maybe she did bring some attention to it. Um, but, you know, it's well, you said it, Casey. If anyone has that much power over you, the relationship's not healthy and your relationship with yourself isn't healthy. Boom. Boom. On that note, Veronica, is there anything you want to add? Before we wrap this up. No, thank you for letting me be part of this beautiful piece of art. <laughs> oh, thank you. We love all things human behavior here. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for like giving us your opinions and your thoughts and thanks for being such a like such a huge support. It really means a ton. Thanks for letting me vent to you in the beginning well, about the show. Thanks for letting me listen. I crack up. I sing to the intro. Yes. I bust it out at the end. Yes. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm loving it. Tell Thank all you. of your fabulous millennial friends all about it. That even though it's called the Mental Mom, we talk a lot more. We talk about a lot more than just mom stuff. That's right. More <laughs> than. I love the ranting. That's my favorite oh, part of the show. Thank you. Uh, 
Aw, thanks, Veronica. Aw. Naka, go team. <laughs> and ready. Okay. okay. All right, take us out, oh, Casey. Oh, God. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, everybody. It means a lot. If you could like, rate, share, and subscribe, uh, that would mean a lot to us as well. Um, you can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Next show, do we have anything? I don't know. We'll check my notebook and see what all I've right. got cooking. Well, there's that, as usual. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what's going on with Starbucks news. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so until next time. Bye, y'all. <laughs>